What's up, guys? Welcome to Empower and Encourage Each Other. I just changed the title with my mom. It was Empower and Encourage One Another. Now <laughs> it's Empower and Encourage Each Other. Just a prime example of how I don't know not one lick of a thing that I'm doing, but that's all right. We're still going to do it. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Gabriella Hutchins. My name is Maria Reyes. What's up, girl? This, <laughs> this is my mom, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. I said on the intro that this is going to be a space where I don't I don't want to be the only one talking. I want to urge and pull out of people, you know, what God has done and what God is doing and ultimately point you to Jesus. I think that a lot of people don't understand that they do they don't have to come to God any kind of way other than just who they are and where they're at and he's met me in the worst places and I know that he's met my mom in the worst places. Girl, already. Already. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's my heart. And uh, the purpose here is to just get you to share your story and share your story on here if you're willing. But my mom is going to be the first guest. And so I'll just kind of say hey. a little bit of why. Oh, girl. Hey, tell him. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I uh, called my mom one day and I was just like, this is all my heart. What do you think? And she's like, go for it. Do it. Definitely. And it came about because I've just been thinking about my relationship with my mom and eventually we'll go a little more into that, but it's been difficult. Uh, I believe that the enemy has been after our relationship way before she was even born, way before I was even born. And so we're just both creatives. I believe that we are both creative mm -hmm. to do something for God's kingdom. And so I think the enemy has always been after our relationship. And so it wasn't until recently right. that I realized, oh snap, like, if we got, if me and my mom got in one accord, dude, we would ultimately, we would be really unstoppable. be unstoppable because in our own right, we're powerhouses and all of the good in me is absolutely from my mom, not to discredit my father, but like, yeah, my mom is where I get my resilience and power and uh, she's just persistent and consistent and disciplined and hardworking and all of the good things of me comes from my mom. And what she doesn't know is that this is like an early Mother's Day gift. Uh. And the, yeah, girl, this is to empower my mom first. And uh, because she's been such an encouragement in my life and ultimately not because she's been perfect because it's nothing but, but right. because I've just seen what God has done in your life. Yeah. And so, which is ironic because I feel the same way about you, girl, because we both know where we've come from. Yeah. Yeah. And then to be where we're at has to only can only be God. it's only god like, so let's give them a backstory kind of just tell them a little bit of who you are currently and then we'll uh, go to like childhood so what do you do how old are you if you don't mind i'm 45 young <laughs> 45 young um i'm a digital strategist i have an agency uh work with clients now i'm heading because god is really pulling on my heart to work with um ministries women like you and mm. really support kind of the voice of women in the kingdom mm, come on because i feel like they're um this generation that you're in and what's coming up they're very broken early yeah. on that's There's good so much going on and i can see my old self mm. in them and so i'm not the person like you we both know i'm the one who stays home yeah my mom is the behind the scenes yeah. kind of gal and then i'm the one on the front lines always well you you've always been that way but for me being behind the scenes and using my talent and my gifts and my brain 
and then also mentoring. So I'm I'm mm. gonna step out and start doing that stuff. So that's pretty. And then I, you know, your brother. Yeah, she's a mom. You know, she got three yeah. baby kids. Three baby. <laughs> I'm one of them. Um, but yeah, so that's awesome. So my mom, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things that I've learned from her is just the entrepreneurship. And yes. so I think I'm a starter because you're a starter. Yes. And I think that there's a there's something in me that all I want to do is create. And I didn't realize that until recently. It's one of my greatest outlets is to just create. And I think it's because I watched my mom do that, start something from scratch when I was born. Or was it a year before I was born? Or It was a year before. Yeah, yeah. and she was just a go-getter. She did what I she had, had to no do choice. in school. Yeah. She had no choice. I had no choice. But, but you also, chose to you chose to just work hard, right? Yeah, I had. I mean, I um, and this is part of the story. I was a single mom was in an abusive relationship with mm-hmm. your dad. Yeah. Had Bobby, your brother. Yeah. And immediately had unexpectedly the best blessing ever though. <laughs> Little had, man. No, you. Oh, 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 I forgot and about I was, me. I was in college. I had just gotten out of like there was a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so let's stop yeah. there. But I wanted yeah. to highlight that just ah it's just exciting to like look at you and kind of see the future me in a way you know i i aspire to to do what you've done and so this is already encouragement for people number one because you don't understand and you'll understand that there's a lot that has happened in my mom's personal life and Mm -hmm. i honestly didn't acknowledge that until recently if i'm being honest Mm -hmm. and so that's why you're the first guest because i forgot that although your mom my mom you're also a person with a story and a testimony and i don't know that i've actually heard it all so so some things i'm gonna hear right now and so a lot of this Mm -hmm. emotion is gonna be raw and so my prayer is that you are impacted as you listen and uh, so just go yeah. ahead and start off with just childhood um, or my first memory is and this kind of sets off everything my first memory is um, being locked out of the house maybe about four or five with uh, two slices of cheese I'll never forget it and uh, uh, some type of juice and looking inside uh, my mom's apartment because she was having a male um, guest who mm. she would turn out to marry mm. and would be my abuser for Right. Most of my life till I was about 14 or 15. So abuser specify, like, let's just be real about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. So not to get too graphic. Right. But, um, my mom married, um, an immigrant from Mexico and brought his family over mm. and Martin and his brother, Jose, uh, sexually molested me, mm. not, uh, Rafi's the third brother, Lupe. We lived in a trailer, a trailer park with, you know, it was me, um, Aunt Angie, mm-hmm. my mom, um, and it was sexual abuse from the time I was four till the time I was about 14. And did your mom know? That's up for debate. Right, but I, that's where a lot of brokenness comes well, from, I, right? Yeah, I believe that she did. And I, but the backstory to my mom is, you know, she was adopted. So she there's a had, whole another story. Yeah, well, it's a generational curse. That's what and I want to highlight. Try to tried to do to you yeah was to basically break my and even my mom's mom who was a young teen mother in the 50s 60s gave up her child for adoption right 
But now it turns out that that mother was a part of our family and we didn't know the whole family knew. So there's just, when just it comes to women, there's this generational curse in our family. Mm. And she had, um, you know, me and Aunt Angie have different dads. Mm-hmm. There were quite a few, you know, men until um, Huey, which is uh, your... The goat, my yeah. grandpa. The, the, yeah, the, just the, the one that like really turned things around for her yeah. because of, you know, how strong he is and just able to deal with crazy. Right, <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one right there because there's actually yeah there's like mental health issues there's a and, lot of mental health issues in our family yeah and I, mm-hmm. I made a joke the other day and I was like I think it may have trickled down to me because I struggle with a lot of things and I'm like mentally that I don't think I could identify until I realize like mm-hmm. it's in our family so I'm not saying I'm like diagnosed as crazy no but I think that there are some tendencies it's that lame. carry I mean if you think about your child so I didn't break the generational curse until just recently Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so for for my childhood, um, I can remember having boiled water thrown on me, hot mm. oatmeal. I was beat with a, a belt from Mexico and it was held over my head like it was a joke in the family. Yeah. That And Aunt Angie never really went through that. Because you were the older I one. Was you the were older, the... Well, my dad, I think, believed was the love of my mom's life, but she had to leave him. It was a trauma bond. Mm. really toxic he beat her mm. so like it's just and then you yeah. were basically kind of literally the... um at 15 um after the abuse this is uh really messed up but after the abuse aunt angie saw it happening mm-hmm. talked to my mom my mom turned him in or questioned him and um had me sit down and basically he was a in her bedroom and the abuser mm-hmm. she was trying to figure out who was lying, right. basically. Right. And then the state did, you know, he went to jail. It was a huge case where I come from, mm-hmm. you know, the Rogue Valley. Yeah, shoot, the Rogue Valley, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge case. And so um, she was given the option after he went to therapy, do I... Let daughter, him back in? Yeah, let him back in. She chose him. Yeah. And, and so that's when you left. That's when I... Well, I lived there, but I got in trouble. I lashed out. For sure. No, rightfully like, so, really, child. I had I was pretty violent as a young person, so I was in a lot of fights. Yeah. Since I was like in elementary school, I was beating yeah. up girls like crazy. Yeah. I was I had a reputation okay. of crazy. Of crazy. And then and then um, I think I, you still do. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Girl. <laughs> Jesus is still working on <laughs> Um, but I I went to JDH and that's where I met Huey for the first time. Grandpa Huey saved my life. Yeah. So he recognized in me something and used to take me aside and wow. school me. But on the same token, the enemy was working because that's where of course I met he was. your dad. He so my, my your dad was actually uh, my jailer in JDH mm. and, and a counselor. Mm. And then when I got out, um and I went Ugh. back in, yeah. It was really twisted. But when I went back in, um, I got sent to um, Salem. It's like a state prison for kids who are basically what they say are beyond hope. Basically, every Mm. psychologist, everybody told my mom I was beyond hope. She's a lost hope. Right. And I was supposed to be locked up till 21 or 25. I can't remember um, at this point. So let me ask you why you went in. So for the fights, violence, Violence, and theft, um, or what? Theft. uh, Pretty much, I was dealing drugs. Right. I was doing drugs yeah. I was so that I was just havoc and she yeah. worked at JDH and so she told the judge you have to lock her up 
she's gonna wow either kill, but nobody was told the story of the abuse right nobody you were tried. just a, you were just problematic i was a problem and, and but so nobody knew the nobody, backstory they knew but everybody almost acted like i needed to i was damaged i was broken and beyond repair wow and so when i went to prison the, i was supposed to be there for a very long time. And then? But then a counselor mm. who was there, they did an IQ test. They did all this testing on me. And you were a brilliant girl. Yeah, found out I had a yeah. genius IQ. Yeah. And they said you can either you know, be like everybody else, get your GED, or mm. you can finish high school in there. Mm. Um, this was, I had to finish 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Mm. I finished it in three months. Mm. And then everything kind of changed because I was in an environment where I wasn't trash or I right. wasn't... Beyond, they didn't see you. Yeah, beyond repair. Everybody, right. like psychologists after psychologists, they said I was bipolar, I was mm. um, psychopathic, I was a mm. social... Like, all of these labels that the world puts on you mm. when you're broken. Mm. And then I get out, and I run into your father. Right. I was 18, Fresh out, 19. Yeah. And he had already known you before. He knew. He knew all the damage. What right. I didn't know is... He's been an abuser his whole life. He right. Here's the generation. What do they curse. do? What's that word where they like groom you? They they are they're like it's watching gr- you it's, earlier it's than yeah. You it's, it's, you know yeah. Okay. It's called grooming. Yeah. Where they. I met him when I was fourteen. Mm. I get out. Um, Four freaking years later. Yeah. Damn. I get out. Uh, my mom had already given me up to the state when I went um, in, and so when so I, you're emancipated. Yeah, when okay. I got out, I was a ward of the state, so I I could get free education. I was basically a part of the um, adoption system, but with nobody because I was an adult. Wow. They gave me three hundred dollars, let me go. Grandma and Huey, or um, picked me up, brought me back. I lived at. Uh, the Colony Inn. We used to call it the Felony Inn because that's where all the people like me wow. were let out. I got a part-time job at Subway and he came into Subway. and he My pre- father. Yeah, he pretended to mentor me Ugh. and do all of this stuff and next, within three months I was in a very, very abusive relationship. Already. Already. But like, he had right known there. exactly how to get you basically oh, because yeah. he had known the past and he all of those known. things. And he um, which is insane in that area, um him and there was a group of guys that were, you know, he was trying to be a cop. Well known. He was, you know, he was well known. Our family is well known out there. Yeah, yeah. My grandma yeah. Um, and my grandpa and so it, it was just like a trap. The enemy, every time I broke free, mm. immediately. And the crazy thing is, is he used it. He he went after you with a man, which is a, was a key thing for me oh, to realize. And I didn't oh. realize that until, oh my gosh, like I'm 23. I think I caught on maybe about 22 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like I realized recently mm-hmm. and I, I watched your life and I was just like, and I say this with love. I was like, I never want to be like yeah, my mom yeah. with men. Mm-mm. And then, so yeah, go on. So you, my so, father, he's a piece um, of crap. He's staying, yeah, he's staying in the felony inn with me. And I'm going to school and I get pregnant. With Bobby. With Bobby. My older brother, he's the GOAT. He Let's is, shout him out real quick. Bobby is, he's a Marine, y'all. He's cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Bobby's been through, like, I think you might understand Bobby a little bit more because he... I was abused so bad that I was taken to the hospital. Bobby's deaf in one ear because of the damage. I would 
get thrown yeah. or hit, and he was actually damaged in the womb because of how bad the yeah. abuse like, was. The bad, the abuse was so bad where I was eight months pregnant in August, and you know it's like 102, 110 out there. Yeah, he had this car. I'll never forget. Um, and Grandma is actually the one that reminded me of this. Um, where he wouldn't go up their road because it's that mile of dirt. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At eight months pregnant, he, I had to walk up a whole bunch of bags up that road. Wow. And I had just come out of the hospital from mm. being beat. But somehow God kept me um, so that I was a Churchill scholar. Yeah. I was... Like, um, so tell me, do you know the Lord yet when you meet my father? So no. where has God come in at all? He's not in no, yet. I, not, not at all. Dang. Now, I mean, I grew up in a Pentecostal, um, uh, you know, the white people, yeah. quiet church. Hey, they we love you. My mom was white, <laughs> but it's a little different. Okay. Yeah. No, they don't raise their hands. They don't. Yeah. It was very timid. Yeah. Church. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so I didn't know. I just was just thrown. My mom would. They would take me, so you, she didn't want to go, and I would just be thrown into like Sunday school. Yeah, you were just a youth being somewhere you there had to be. No, there was no connection um, for you. That was until I was like in kindergarten mm. and all of that, because as so soon as she much. married my abuser, their relation, everything kind of fell apart, and she was isolated. Yeah, which is that which pattern, is just how the devil right? loves that, right? So I have Bobby, um, and then immediately after, like, and we're living a shady life. Like when you're with I an know. abuser, yeah. we robbed a strip club, and I can say that because the statute of limitations. <laughs> 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 oh my god, yeah. this is hilarious! So we robbed, literally robbed a, a strip joint. He was trying to get into being a police officer and all of that. And I just woke up one morning, and something prompted me that I'm tired of getting beat. So mm. I literally have scars all over my body from the time I can remember as a child. So, oh, okay. And, you know, broken down and all of that. And then, um, I got it. He, I, it was the perfect opportunity and it sounds really messed up, but I had no choice. He was getting knee surgery. Mm, And that's when you, and that's when I did it because I knew he wouldn't be able to walk for 60 days so I could actually get away. So I saved for two years because he would monitor everything. Wow. To be able to take you. I was still in college, still had a year of college left. I had Bobby, you were a baby. You guys yeah. were like a year apart. Yeah. I know. We're super yeah, close. It's yeah. It's really weird. You guys look like twins. Um, and I did a restraining order. But in doing that, I literally destroyed his chances of becoming a police officer. Yeah. But I had to. I went to. Who the, cares? Ugh. Yeah. I went to the Phoenix chief of police and said, I need a restraining order. And when I told them, it took them like a week to even want to give it to me or to do anything. I had to go to court, like do all of this stuff. So mean, meanwhile, I'm like in the same situation but then on Wednesday September 15th of 98 it's a day you'll never forget because it's that day I didn't have to be beat anymore wow and so I took you guys yeah um, gave him a week the sheriff helped him move his stuff out are we in the motels at this point yet no, no okay because oh, I have like vivid I have like memories of just girl. moments in my life you know yeah because it was so toxic and moving so fast. Yeah. So, but here's the kicker. On September 17th, mm-hmm. I met um, my soon-to-be ex-husband. Yeah. Which yeah, <laughs> your dad. That is, that's crazy. <laughs> so, literally, look at the chain of events. School, like, in my childhood, immediately if I break free, like, with Huey, I went to a place. And when I got free at that place. Yeah, there's something father, right there. I literally, mm. three days, one of my friends said, and it was straight from the devil himself. Um, hey, let's go to the club. Da, 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 da. The club will always get you. Hey, girl. 
<laughs> if that's the one thing to learn, don't go to the club. Don't go to the club. Don't do it. I went to the club. I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't at that point I because I had these babies. I yeah, was these really babies. trying to turn things yeah. around. <laughs> and um, I went to the club and nobody showed up. And so I was leaving and I bumped into daddy. Oh, in, listen. So there's a difference between my father, which is my biological, yeah. um, the abusive one. <laughs> and then you have my dad who is like, you know, he's my dad. That's my guy. So when I say yeah. father, that's what it is. When I say dad, it's my dad, you know, which is also a whole nother story that you're actually yeah. currently living to, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy that the enemy was just Days. one thing after the other, one thing after the other. It was just exactly what you say. As soon as you were free, you were attacked, Sucked you know, right back in. But the good thing about, um, daddy is that this was, this the, is where you the, meet the Lord, was, right? Well, when we, we move here, so, but it was still like, it's not, I mean, he's, I have, there's, he's an amazing person. Yeah, for he's sure. He's been with us for 22 years yeah. and he's, you know, done, we both have done, but we both have, um, Past, yeah, really toxic, messed up past, and yeah. so together it's just... we became like this perfect storm. So him and I got together, um, and it was drugs and alcohol and shittiness yeah. and yeah. betting clubs and pimping girls and yeah, and just whatever you know, just the wild side. Yeah, and then God, um, just your father actually was mm. threatening to kill. Um, I remember someone going to my school to yeah. get us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, um, was threatening and all of that stuff. And so um, we kind of decided, why don't we just pick up and leave and go to California? <laughs> but we had like, it was months. It was like maybe, I don't know, 12 months because um, Little Man yeah. was born. And yeah, so and that was a whole nother enemy thing. For sure. For us because um, we, were at, we were all at your grandma's house. Yeah. Of course, everybody was smoking weed. Everybody yeah. was drinking. Yeah. Um, two hours before we left, I had actually stopped because I was the driver. And for whatever reason, something just told me to stop. Yeah. I go to put you and Bobby in the car and grandma and daddy, um, because they were so intoxicated yeah. and high, dropped little man on the cement. Um, the concrete. Yeah, yeah, the concrete. And so he had to be rushed to the hospital. And now is permanently, irreparably disabled. Yeah. For the because he was born normal, he was just a normal um, yeah. baby, and so after that, um, everything kind of just fell apart there because we had to deal with um, your dad, my father. There was a lot of issues at that point between me and and your grandma. There's and, just and, a lot already going yeah, on. Yeah, like, there's <laughs> so much, and so we moved here. Callie. I got a grant mm -hmm. um, for domestic violence to completely relocate. Because your father just was not... Um, He's just batshit crazy. So. Yeah, it just wasn't a, a safe situation. But we get here. Um, it was under the... We moved here under the guise that there was family here that would help us. When we got here, that family refused to help us. Right. And so we lived in Motel 6 for... I freaking remember. Years. But honestly, I have a lot of good memories there. I'm pretty sure oh, there was a there, pool. No, there was... Uh, <laughs> there were other families who were homeless. Yeah, I there remember. There were other little kids your guys' age. I mean, but it was the Roland Heights Motel 6, which is there's a lot of prostitution, drugs. Yeah. It was the cheapest yeah. one. Yeah. We literally lived there for two years. Yeah. And um, daddy stayed with his family. And mm -hmm. we just kind of struggled and made it... 
But here's how God is. So this time, I don't know God. You still don't know God. I still don't know God. Yeah, right? how old are you? Um, it's 22, 20 years ago. So I was 25. You were 25 years I old. I was 25 years okay, old. Okay, so then um, what happens? Gil, your dad, um, introduced us to um, Stan and his mom, Shirley. I freaking Shirley? remember. They're the goats. They literally paid our hotel every yeah. month for two years so that we wouldn't be homeless. And Shirley took care of, um, she would provide food for us. They literally, Shirley and Stan, yeah. sustained us. And, and at this time, I was still doing drugs. I was still doing shit. You were still stuff. you. Yeah, I was yep. still just without Jesus, just a, right, a right, hot mess. Right. And so... You know, God brought these people mm. who would protect. Mm. I mean, just think about it. I was, um, during that time and then after when we got the apartment, I was basically a drug dealer and a pimp running venue clubs, shady right. venue clubs yeah. in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. I was making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a month. Yeah. But the money was just flying out. Yeah. Flying out yeah. like Coke and yeah. just anything I could do to like numb everything. Yeah. And then we went to church. And then we went At to Pastor church. Howard. What is it? Oh my uh, gosh, New Providence Baptist New Providence Missionary Church with a long ass name. I will but never, that, <laughs> ever forget. Like, but that changed that absolutely changed your it life. Was, um, and that's why I will always say that daddy, although it's been a living hell for 20 years from our perspective as a couple mm. and the destruction that we did to each other, it was the place where God brought me to Pastor Howard, mm. Lisa, and my God, mom, Lisa, uh -huh, mm -hmm. and, um, Pastor Howard's wife, um, um, Henny. Yeah. Miss Howard. Mrs. Howard. And just that beautiful, amazing family. Well, and, and, uh, cause you know, Lisa, check this out. Lisa's whole passion is helping women. Like right, me, right. 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 So he brought me from Oregon, Southern Oregon mm. to, to the Los Angeles area to meet a woman who has a heart it's for, for you really women like me. This mm. is why I think women are so important, mm. um, in ministry. And literally I got saved and it was a long road. Right. Girl, we're still on the road. <laughs> we're still literally <laughs> on the road. But he literally, I just will never forget. In fact, I have the Bible. Um, mm. I stopped going to church. The white one? Yeah. The I tan stopped, one with yes, the folds? Yeah. That I, thing is inked up. Inked You've written up. in it so yeah, much. I, I um, stopped going to church. Daddy and I were falling. We were separating and all of that stuff. And Lisa came by and brought me this Bible and was like, it was May 5th of, of 2002, mm. brought me this Bible. Um, and it, uh, was a TD Jakes woman. Thou art loosed Bible girl. That's girl. where my love came from. Oh that makes gosh. so much sense. Uh -huh. He's the man. He's the man. And I wrote the date of it. And I, um, I just remember this is when I, this is the day I met God. I just remember falling to my knees. You mm. and Bobby were outside playing. Mm. It was when we had the bigger apartment, not the, the upstairs, the complex. Yeah. Um, the, continental. Uh, yeah. Continental village. Yep. Oh, my girl. You have a good memory. I do. Um, falling on my knees and, and looking at the Bible and I was literally like cussing God out. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. Like you let people from the time I was mm. born abuse me. Mm. You know, it's this after this, after this, you can't possibly love me. And there was something I'll never forget. It was like, opened me up and mm. I started, I opened up the Bible. And from that day on, it's been a wrap. It was a wrap. Like mm. I've never, it was the crazy. I can't. You never d can describe it. Yeah. When you're that How you come to God. broken, and just sitting there and thinking, and I so I stopped um, the drugs. Mm. 
the alcohol. Mm. The, I remember the Continental Village apartment season. Like it's yeah. like so vividly. Yeah. I remember that. Like, I remember watching you, like, wrestle and tussle with a lot of things. I yeah. remember, I just remember so much. He made me give up um, everything. Yeah. He's like, you're either, but it's only going to work if, if you follow me. Mm. And so I had to, this is why we moved back to grandma's for that year. I remember. Because um, I quit I was the coke. pissed. Yeah, I, <laughs> I quit the coke. I quit everything. Yeah. And I had to give up my only income, which was pimping the girls mm. and running venue clubs. Mm. And there was no way that we, and daddy had left. Yeah. Um, and so I called grandma and I said, I just need like a year yeah. to, to get my stuff together. And she was like, I rem I'll remember, I remember this because, you know, she's not saved. Yeah. Um, you know, I just feel like God needs me to, and she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she said, wait, did what? I just say that? <laughs> what? But so, we went there for the year. I remember that as well. Mm -hmm. And I, so, well, like, first of all, thanks for sharing and thanks yeah. for being open and thanks for like just sharing your heart and what you've gone through. Cause I know that those are traumatic things. And I know that unless you've experienced those things, you can never really fully understand those yeah. things and mm -hmm. all of those emotions and the wounds that will forever be there. I'd say, mm -hmm. uh, I remember one time someone said that it's etched on the wall in your mind. And so yeah. I can imagine your constant turmoil. I can imagine the enemy's attacks and all of those things like, but God keyword, you know, but God, like it's insane how you met him when you met him. Uh, I find it fascinating that you met him so later on in your life. And yeah. I think that a lot of people, once they get to a certain age, they just, I don't know, they kind of write off faith a little bit. They kind of write off God and they're like, hope I'm hope deferred hope. Yeah. And you said mm -hmm. it uh, at the, in the beginning that you were in man's eyes, you know, to the naked eye, you were a lost hope. You were nothing. You were literally, really just garbage. Literally. They, I remember standing in court in juvenile court, Huey was there. Um, grandpa was there, uh, my mom was there, and the court basically saying we have no other recourse because you're beyond help. Like that's crazy. Psychologist after psychologist, it was everybody, teachers. They had all these people, experts, right? Whatever, who basically just said, um, if we don't lock her up, she's going to be a danger to herself and society. Mm. And kind of, and it was conditional. My release was conditional. That the intention was that I was going to mess up as in, you know, young adult jail and likely be transferred to like OSP. Yeah. And they even took me on tours to, I was in the Zeta ward. The Zeta ward was, um, the, the place that was separate where you really didn't have any time outside in anything except for by yourself with the guards. That's, ugh, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Isolation. And I was able to, well, Ma, grandma visited me a couple of times. Mm. And so that was my only, but they literally locked me up and threw away the key. And yeah. when I got out, they did, there was no expectation that I would do anything ever with my life. Wow. Right. And now you have three just gorgeous babies oh. and you wow. have your own business. And, and you are a book and four degrees. Girl, you better tell them. I think that's why I think people can never really understand me until they meet you because yeah. I'm very ambitious and driven and that's all you. And so just even when you talk, I can just a lot of light bulbs went off on just why I am the way I am, both the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have and had and still am working through with you just a lot of like resentment and bitterness, yeah. you know. And well, I mean, who, who can blame you? Like, it's 
been it's been something crazy my story ride. hasn't been your story but it's been it's a story just nonetheless right, right. so right. that's i mean the beauty of this all and i hope that people can see that is like the time that you met god was when you were really i don't mean that you were nothing but in no, man's no, eyes you were written off you're nothing you're a drug addict you're yeah pimping women which we're not going to go into that but you're literally selling yeah, so, women well, so that i could um, so you profit own, yeah my own drugs so then you, just to mm -hmm. do more drugs and um the and abuse not just and regular like people think it's glamorous now because of the way society you know right because society is bullshit but yeah i was like Excuse these women French. were doing very bad that we were constantly moving from hotel to hotel yeah they were you know i was literally physically abusive to these yeah, women yeah. and mentally tortured them as I was like yeah. it was the worst of the worst kind of stuff for people who um, lived in privilege like most of the clubs that um, I worked at and for the clients were some of LA's richest most twisted people you'll yeah. ever yeah. meet in your I'm life not surprised by that. like the worst the worst the worst mm. because that's the problem with me um, well now it's a blessing because it's for God right but my brain you know my genius and how my brain works if it goes bad it goes very and that's bad. like I mean I'm not a genius I don't have the IQ no, you have pretty darn close but <laughs> it's it's just crazy how extreme we can be and mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a science to it. I don't know if there's a diagnosis for it. I don't know, but I just know that like sometimes it's uncontrollable. No, it's the gift. That's it's the, also the gift the, though. So the, the insanity gift. and the brilliance has a lot of like crazy to it. And so it's kind of funny. I was just talking to my roommate. I think she watched me have that process for the last two days before I shared this mm -hmm. podcast with you. I was really just like shut down mentally and mm -hmm. I, she could see it, but it was, I had to wrestle with things. And so it's, yeah. it's again, it's people like us were, we're very intense, especially when you, so you have to also understand the psychology behind it is that we have a lot of trauma bonds. Yeah. Have, there's not that like, um, you guys were ever sexually abused or anything, but the environment toxicity, that's what the enemy does. Yeah. He pecks at your mental, mm. your mind and your heart and your self esteem. And so it's really, I think psychologists call it complex PTSD. Mm. It's where you, your response to emotional things, but that's where God comes in. So, yeah. you know, I, I can be so manic and so, um, reactive yeah. and he has literally like, you've seen it just in the last yeah. two years in dealing mm. with, um, the current the, situation, the current situation and little man and everything in my business. He's just kind of evened that out. Which, guys, I can't even explain yeah. it. Like, I, <laughs> well, don't I, yeah. I don't even think this one podcast is just really uh, enough. I, I, so, <laughs> so, so it's been great. It's been a ride, you yeah. know, <laughs> but, it's, but it's also been like such a blessing uh -huh. because even in this conversation, I, you know, I see the generational curse and the generational blessing, it's but what so they, strong. what I want to wrap around here is that, you know, uh, we'll just go with we'll just start with grandma right so like grandma had already gone through her own things and yeah. now it's everything has gone full circle she in a way enabled you to be abused and now she has done some of the most pivotal things in our lives right that got us through and yeah. now i would say you guys have a a relationship yeah, which is insane that. for you to even have a relationship dude you know i i, I wouldn't i would i would hella not be like you mom mm -hmm. i wouldn't i would write people off i cut people off i i i, I would not have done things the way that you have done mm -hmm. 
and obviously it's all God. It's all just it been a move be. of God. And like the fact that I, I really just wish everybody really knew the depths of like our the, story. The details because well, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. But so I think for me, if you like just take a step back and look at the forest through the trees. Yeah. Oh, I like big, that. Look yeah. at the forest through the trees, girl. <laughs> the big thing is, if you think about it, I'm the worst of when it says the the least among us. Mm. I am that person. Mm. I have um, hurt other people, stolen. I've done every, and I'm not even convinced that I haven't killed the things that I had women do. I mean, there's women that I would send out, and I never heard from them again. Yeah. So I can literally say. I probably have done, I broke every single commandment, the mm. worst of the worst. Society itself and even people in our lives right now have completely written me off. Completely, yeah. As a lost cause. For sure. I'm crazy, I'm damaged, I'm broken. Labels, labels, labels. Yeah, labels, Third labels, words. labels. And in the meantime, God has me here working on a book with my story. Yeah. M- mentoring four young women yeah. right now who are severely abused. Mm. Helping other women in ministry launch their stuff. Come on, Maria. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy because he... It, I would not be alive. Yeah. I mean, I think about all the... We used to drive drunk and high with you guys in the car. Yeah. Oh, don't act like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she said, let me tell you, you a secret. secret words. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I would... I just was so sick, too. I was so sick of it. I was like... And then one day, I remember just saying it. I know what that is. <laughs> I remember saying, I know what you Are do. You broccoli, hmm? Uh huh. I would always be so upset. (laughs) The crazy thing is, um, this is so funny. The crazy thing is, is like, it's all been God, obviously, but it's also taken action on your end. So let's not, you know, enable people. You have to do your part. You have to do your part. You have to do your part. The hardest thing, I think, the best advice I give to anybody is, you cannot see things with your um, physical eyes. Yeah. You have to, when it says, um, endure the race, run the race, and complete mm, it to the end, mm. you have to, if you're going to be a true follower of Christ, and let him do what he needs to, because everything on. he's going to do in you mm. is going to suck so bad. It's <laughs> yeah. so hard. That's what I'm afraid of, actually. Yeah, to you know? deal with your stuff, to right. be honest, because we're all, I mean, we're just all broken. Everybody yeah. has issues, but when it's as bad as our stuff, mm. if you're really dealing with that kind of stuff, you have to just literally look at there were some days I had to look at one day at a time I couldn't even plan what I was going to cook you guys yeah. the next day because remember I got clean um, and we're talking eight balls and eight balls lines and lines of coke a day mm-hmm. just to survive Yeah, with no rehab no mm-hmm. counseling God. Like he literally Ugh. like the alcohol the weed yeah. everything Yeah, you just have to um, it's like an endurance Mm. and it really really sucks you had stamina it's stamina and so what about the moments where have you ever felt like you had done what you were supposed to do and you were crying out to god and you never really got your prayers answered how did you continue on your journey Uh how how did you battle through the moments where you wanted to just go get a line how did you you, of coke how did you battle the moments where you didn't make those decisions and you didn't kill yourself or you didn't go into certain spaces like what was that for you was it really just a 
powerful move of God or was there something practical or was it both? Like what's a realistic thing for trauma people, traumatic, like people who have gone through traumatic things. Like Mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about those moments where you're like at the point of killing yourself and you're what, what then what happens? It's still happening now. No. Yeah, I know. So, um, it's so crazy. Literally some days, um, I would have to, I would be on the ground wrestling with God. Yeah. But then in hindsight, what I, I realized is I journal. So I've been journaling for 50, I have 15 years of journals Yeah. every day, even if it's just a sentence. And what I realized is the pattern of God is that even though he doesn't quote unquote answer your prayer, mm, come he on. really is a yes, a no, a maybe is an answer to the prayer. Yeah. And so what I mm, always come on. remember is realizing, looking back, even a day later, an hour later, like, holy crap. Yeah. He did answer my prayer for my good. Yeah. Not for anything else. I think the most important thing is if you're going to really commit to God and you have these issues and you have trauma, you have to surround yourself with people who are not going to enable you. Good. Like, I have cut off everybody. That is so good. Yeah, because that's the enemy. Even people who are family. For who, sure. Who love you yeah. in their mind, who are friends. If they're not speaking the word of God, so mm, I would come literally, on. if you gave me advice even... I would literally go to the word of God. Does this line up with the word of God? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It's been years of, I mean, you've seen all my Bibles. Mm-hmm. I've been studying the Bible for, since I got saved in, in 2002. Yeah. Like detailed study. And I yeah. still struggle. Sometimes you just have to block yourself in a room. Yeah. No matter what. And if you're not sure what to do, just stand still. Because he will always tell you and show you and, and show the path. Yeah. I actually think that the church has crippled believers in a way because you always hear, well, it's under the blood. It's I'm, I'm covered in grace. I'm this. Mm. We have to have the, the discipline. Mm, come on. Even if Good. it's just a little bit at a time Good. to follow his word. He can't, he's going to do his part, but you have to do your part. Right. You, you have to study the word. Mm. Getting on YouTube, I learned this um, through you. Getting on YouTube. Oh, I taught you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listening to podcasts and, and what everybody else. But he, he'll speak to you in that. But where he really speaks to you is your face, your yeah. love in his word with yeah. no distractions. Mm. Nobody else telling you what he's saying. Mm. Nobody else putting their issues and mess on what he's saying from mm. the pulpit. It's you got letting God talk to you. Yeah. His word answers every question you'll ever have. Yeah. I remember reading in a book one time and I'm completely blinking on the verbiage, but the there, uh, it, it's good or God. It's a ver. It's, it's a fact on like how there's like, it, the keyword is communicated. So mm-hmm. one word, one version is where, you know, someone else communicates something to you. Mm-hmm. And then another way is like where it's revealed revelation for you. Like it's like God yes. to you. There's nothing like it. But when there's a middleman that you don't need to be there, um, it's just not the same. Girl. And so I think that's why uh, sometimes when say I get a word from God in my word and I go to share it and people just aren't getting it. I had to understand that. Oh, that was from God to me for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day it'll be for you because I believe that I'm supposed to share my revelations and preach right. the gospel. Amen. 
but but when it's from God to you, there's nothing like it. And so you need to open your word. And you are like me in the sense of like, we are disciplined and we are diligent. So when it comes to like, oh, Gabby, you're a powerhouse. I'm only a powerhouse because of God and God's word. It's really not nothing of me. It's just because I put in the work and the time to read my Bible and study the scriptures and debate things and argue with God. I remember you just said right now, just like you cuss God out. I've cussed God out how many times? I can't even tell you. I've cried. I've gone to him with just like, where the hell are you? What the hell are you doing? What's going on? Because you say you're here. With a few more F-bombs. You're right. (laughs) And like, I get so frustrated because in the Bible, things happen so miraculously. And there are miraculous moments in our lives. you're learning in school that they don't. Like the Bible, if you you really study the Bible. Yes, girl. Tell them. You start to see that, oh, Noah just didn't get sucked up by a fish and then get spit out and all this stuff. Right. The way you read it, it's like so fast and, and people don't know. Like 40 years for God to bless this person or 15. Here's a case in point. So for the last 20 years, I was convinced because I was getting um, word from other people. I was not studying that I was to stay in a bad, bad, bad marriage for 20 Listen, who was, years, did I say that? No. I was convinced. <laughs> people, I would listen to pastors. I would listen yeah, to YouTube yeah. and you know, that if, if you're married, then God brought you together. That's not the truth. When I was, I wasn't even divorced when I met daddy. Yeah. I was have I, our, everything we did started in sin against yeah. God. So God couldn't bless what he, he wasn't he in. couldn't. He could not bless what he wasn't in, but I was convinced because I wasn't letting him give me revelation. Wow, your own. Two years mm. ago, I got revelation. I know you did. I watched that. You, I, I watched you, you turn more with that. I, I've been waiting for that for, my, for a long time. Yeah, I got revelation. Wait a minute. Hmm. This isn't God's best for me. Nope. And you can't, um, and it's nothing against um, daddy anybody. Yeah. It's anybody. You can't be with people who aren't a part of what God's best is because you're not going to answer your call. Yeah. There's a specific, I believe, and this is how I forgave grandma, daddy, um, the abusers, all that. I completely like. Wow. Another podcast on forgiveness. Yeah. Go ahead. Completely is because now I see the bigger picture of what God, Mm. he, uh, what he allowed and how he's going to use that because no, you know, a lot of new believers say, well, God couldn't love me. I'm perfect proof right. that nobody, I, I mean, I'm not Hitler and I didn't do the Holocaust or something right. like that. But I'm Ted Bundy, but I'm literally the worst of the worst mm. and should not be in my right mind. In fact, I've been um, in mental hospitals yeah, and drugged up because I was crazy. Yeah. And here I am. Yeah. You have to get revelation from God yourself. And yeah. you have to do your part. And you have to do your part. That's good. I think... Um, oh, let me say one more thing because this is really important. Tell us. Tell us. I don't know why this just popped in my head. We have a vision of Jesus as this gentle lamb. And we're going to get saved. And everything's going to be rainbows and sunshine and unicorns in heaven. <laughs> it's never been and, and, and it's not. Jesus yeah. was a savage. When he's coming back, he's coming back in a white robe with blood on it. Yeah. He, you know, he's like a double-edged sword. Mm. You have to realize once you give your life to him, you have a spiritual world with the enemy and all of those bad things in that spirit world who are now your enemy. Yeah. And they will use any person, any thought you have. Mm. It's a war. Mm. If you want to be a thought, you know this. 
Girl. You have to fight for your sanity. Mm. You, you'll wonder why. Why are these thoughts popping in my head mm. all of a sudden? It's because you're you're under attack till the day we go back to heaven mm. with him. It's a fight. You yeah. have to be a fighter. And if you're a whiner, if you, if you don't want to um, take responsibility Ugh. to be accountable, you're never gonna get God's best. And right. He lets us settle. Like right. you're still saved. Right. He still loves you. Right. You're still going to heaven, mm. but you're settling. Mm. He has something over here, and you're over here just twiddling your thumbs. Right. Like why isn't God saving me? Yeah. Or the people who say, you know, God's gonna miraculously um, erase my debt. But yet you go out and, you, and then, you're not doing the financial principles that are in the Bible. Right. So you just have to be, you have to be a fighter. Yeah. And how oh, that's so good because a lot of people, I think exactly what you said. I think, um, unfortunately there are people in, uh, you know, leaders in yeah. the church that are basically enabling like mediocrity and just like, oh, grace, 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 grace. And I think I've erred on that side as well. Of just like God's got it. He does though. He does. But also I want to push people into purpose. That's what this is, you know, empower and encourage mm -hmm. people in each other. So I know that your story is going to be encouragement, mom. Mm -hmm. I know that this is going to be a blessing to people and it's actually insane. It's like really just a it's blessing so to have great. this conversation with you. Yeah. Um, and just peel back layers with you and there's mm -hmm. so much more we could talk about but for the face for the sake of time i have to cut it off so you'll for sure be back on it but i love you and i appreciate I you. you this is good stuff uh so give them three bullet points on how you want to encourage and empower them um the first one is uh, read your bible for yourself every day that sounds so basic mm. you will be amazed the mm. second one is to memorize um verses god will speak to you on those verses and anytime that you feel like you're under attack or you're stressed out or anything, you need to have those things planted in your heart. They're seeds and they'll make you stronger. And then the third part is not to forget the physical. You need to take care of yourself. You need to you got your creation of God. Yeah. And so taking care of your body, your mind and surrounding you with people who have that same level of attitude and mm. love for God mm. is the most important. And even if it's family, if yeah. you got to cut them off, you got to come off. You can love them later or love them while they're cut off. You just like an arm's length away. Yeah. Arms yeah. Length away. Mm -hmm. But we want you to know that just like in my mom's story, clearly, uh, it doesn't matter when you come to God, he'll come. He's been, he's actually been chasing you your whole life. And so you may not see it, but I'm sure that if you look in hindsight, he's been there, he's working behind the scenes. You were created for a purpose. There's a God given purpose on your heart. My mom is 45 and she's barely stepping into her purpose. And so I would say that it's okay. doesn't matter how old you are, what age you are, um, your ethnicity, your job, your title, nothing matters other than are you connected to God? Nothing matters than having people around you to encourage and empower you and edify you and call you out and do all that good stuff. So, so be mindful of the voices you're listening to in your head, uh, shut out the lies of the enemy and fill those spaces with God's word and what God says, open your freaking Bible, dude, open your freaking Bible. If you don't open your Bible after this, don't even come to the next podcast. Don't even, I'm just kidding. Uh, give yourself grace on how much you read your Bible, right. but also, you know, step into that discipline guys, step into what God has for you. You're created for so much. And I can't even explain yeah. it. I'm really just your average everyday girl. Just trying to tell you that you are somebody and God has a plan for you and all the cliche stuff, but it's true. I've seen it in my mom's life. I'm seeing it in my life and I would love to see what God is doing in yours. So holla at you, girl. I love you so much. Thank you, mom. Thanks, Maria. Yes. Bye.